0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: Hello everybody. We're back.
0: Sims complete. Yeah, was that too much for you? That too much cool. juice? No, nah, it's all right. <laughs> I like a little juice gets me going. Okay. <laughs> and you know, I just I'm I guess I'm always surprised by my son sometimes when he goes into these characters. Dick Vitale. Uh, who else? Uh, who's the bo- Who's the basketball announcer you'd like to have fun with? Uh, Raftery.
1: Yeah, Raftery. Yeah, He's a good yeah. one. Yep, love yeah, love him. Yeah. Onions! Uh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah,
0: week seven, NFL season. Right.
1: And uh, another good week of, of NFL football. A lot of interesting matchups this week, a lot of surprises. Uh, and, and there was just – I don't know. It just it never disappoints. I feel like there's there's always something that we learn uh, each and every week in the NFL year. And, and oh. really what we learn each week is that we really don't know anything about anything. Thank you. <laughs> Good answer there. You know, but
0: it's amazing watching games and being a fan at home. And, you know, we're involved with the game and we talk about it all the time. Yeah. And it just goes back to like just watching, a, we said it last week, the Dallas Cowboys uh, Charger game. Just the energy, just the whatever, the whole game, you could feel it. And we felt that last night, too, I did, with Minnesota and San Francisco. Just the game was like so, um, I guess, different than I expected it to be, that's right. for sure. But you could hear the energy of the crowd, and you could see the energy on the field with the players. I mean, I thought both teams really played hard. Very physical, and They need a couple days off to get ready for this Sunday. Yeah,
1: yeah, Well, which they don't have since they played Monday night. But what – you know, my first takeaway from the Minnesota game against the the San Francisco 49ers was Kirk Cousins. Oh, Uh, yeah. You know, Mr. I-can't-play-in-prime-time. He can't win prime-time games. I think Kirk Cousins played phenomenally well. I hate that narrative, too, that he can't win primetime games. I mean, he beat, you know, Drew Brees down there in the Superdome in the playoffs and took it to a game winning drive, you know, a few years ago and pretty much ended Drew Brees' career. But still, uh, Kirk Cousins to me just played phenomenal, played tough in the pocket, was sacked zero
0: times, too. That's it. That was amazing, uh, not being sacked. Yeah. Because I've never seen a quarterback make more throws. And this is not even. Overstate him. Yeah. He made more throws, surrounded where I go, oh, he's going to get sacked or he can't get – and he would change his arm angle, a lot of them to go really high over the top because right. they were so close to him, and still throwing the ball with power and his accuracy is a. Troy Aikman talked about it a lot last night, but even how much he talked about it didn't do it justice, how well he played and how well he threw the ball. He
1: really did. He played phenomenally well. His ability to hang in there in the pocket when there are just bodies around him to take hits while he's throwing. Kirk Cousins, uh, he might be a nerd, and you see it in his post-game press conference how much of a nerd he is, but he he is a tough dude. And, uh, and you could just tell the team really respects him and how he carries himself and how he plays the game, too. Even Justin Jefferson in that post game uh, press conference, you know, yeah. putting, putting the chain on him. Top yeah. 10.
0: And he's like, oh, look at this. This is cool. Well, you know, I think what really <laughs> catches it caught me again last night. And I, I've had this feeling many times. He takes as many big hits as anybody I've ever watched. Definitely. But he doesn't get hurt. And I think that's the big thing about him. And, you know, he doesn't even show the wear and tear during a game. Like, I don't even know if he sweats. And, uh, but I'd like to go back and look at all these primetime games, which are really not the most watched, but we will go with that narrative. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. But to see those games he played and how good was the Minnesota defense. And I always love this. Well, you got to overcome and do it yourself. I mean, come on. Everybody stop some of these narratives. And I kind of went on a little rant about Kirk Cousins on CBS two weeks ago. I'm done. Everybody, shut up. <laughs> Just, I'm done with this. <laughs> oh, he's – they're going to trade him. Why would they trade him right now? Why? If you want to when the year's yeah. over, that's fine. But what are you going to do? Just sacrifice the rest of the year and lose games and, what? Oh, we're oh, we're going to do it for a draft pick. Everybody's drafting Caleb Williams, so Minnesota, you're not going to get him. So – all right. I feel better.
1: Well, I love how how yeah, the start to every show, we always kind of start with something where how angry you are, which is always good. It just oh, did you watch me Sunday? And naturally. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're I'm, always angry. No, yeah. no,
0: no, 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 I'm not. I'm a happy dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, just, my sons wear me out, but that's another thing. No, but, that is just yeah. not the truth No, at did all. you see me on top? Your Adam? son-in-law wears you out okay. more than us. <laughs> Do you see Adam shine what we were doing? No, go oh, ahead. Oh, you got to – my pet peeves. Yeah. It was – I liked it. It was pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah, all the things I hear on TV and go, oh, cliche. Stuck his foot in and the and ground and he went vertical. <laughs> well, what if I don't know vertical from horizontal? I said, what am I going to do if I – whatever. And the quarterback kept his eyes up as he moved out of the pocket. Where's he going to keep his eyes? <laughs> look at the ground. Look at my feet, man. I got some good shoes on. No, but, I mean, it's crazy. So, whatever. It's, it's not angry. Yeah, I just pay attention and I like bringing yeah. these facts out. It's all right. You're okay. just an angry old man. But go I ahead. What else about the game? It was. It was something. Uh, can I go back to this? <laughs> go ahead. This is a on the light side. Yeah. Know who you are, coach, quarterback, everybody, to do the quarterback sneak from the one yard line, and I'm not second guessing as they lined up. I go, this is terrible. <laughs> and he, he lost yardage on a quarterback sneak. I don't know if he did or not, but then they had the false start, and that changed everything. That changed the game. And if they lost, I, would, I was going to bring it out. That's the main reason why they lost the game by doing that. It's just Kirk Cousins is not the quarterback sneak kind of guy, and they're not that kind of team to well, make not, it work.
1: Not against that defense. And not against that defense. That's defense not a either. good matchup. Who for was
0: that that jumped over the top for the San Francisco? Was that Warner? It could have been. yeah. Oh, I mean, it was unbelievable. He, you know, you better get lower, Kirk. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and th- that's
1: really the Viking. My biggest takeaway from the Vikings win is one: Kirk Cousins, like we mentioned, absolute baller, played phenomenal, thirty-five and forty-five, three seventy-eight and two touchdowns. He did have the one interception, uh, that was you know a contested throw. Sure, um, but Addison leveled it up for him later wow. in the game. That was my one questionable call, I think, for the San Francisco 49ers defensively in that situation. It, late, right before half. Oh, yeah, you're not right. Not really yeah. – I don't understand why we're doing a, a cover zero type of look or, or just kind of being aggressive by pressuring a team that, at that point, let them play for the field goal. Right. Don't, don't let them have the opportunity to score the touchdown. So just thought Steve Wolf's got a little over aggressive there unnecessarily. Uh, at the same time, Ward had an interception – Addison ripped it out of his hand. So just an unbelievable play in turn of events in that game. And really was, uh, I think ultimately the one play that was the difference in the game. Yeah. Uh, Jake Moody missed another big kick early in the game. So that would have kind of, I think changed a little bit of just the, uh, the vibe for San Francisco and how they felt about themselves in the first half. And, uh,
0: we had a missed kick at the end too. A missed kick at the end too. What were right, you thinking the, when they the kicked Vikings. the field goal? What were you thinking? Did Which you one? did you, the end of the game for the Minnesota Vikings? You, did you agree with kicking the field goal? Yeah, I didn't mind it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have punted. You would have. Okay, I would have punted. Why? Uh, of course, it's going to put us up by eight. But I just so punt them down. We're up by was it five at the time? Yeah. I'm Sorry, I don't know that. I forgot. Yeah. So they got to score a touchdown. I want him to have to drive those extra yards for that. Yeah. So that that was just and no, that
1: I'm, that's fair. Uh, I guess the only reason why I didn't mind it was that fact that he was two for two on the day at that point, and he yeah. was kicking the ball well. And they're at home, they're in a dome, and he's capable of making that kick. So that's yeah. why I guess I just had faith, and and, and I feel like in the NFL nowadays. 45 to 49, oh, 50 is unbelievable. almost guaranteed in a lot of ways. I, I just think how anything inside 55 are.
0: yards, we expect them to make it now. <laughs> We
1: do. We and do. It,
0: it is amazing, and you know, and we talked about this, we talk about it many times. When you're playing and you drive or anyway, even that situation, even though it's long, you know, you just, hey, you got to make it. It's yeah. never. We can never accept the miss, and it uh, annoys all the players on the team. Of course, when the, the poor field goal kicker misses one, from 60 yards, well, he, whatever. Yeah. But so there's a lot of pressure on those guys, and it's one job I wouldn't want. My other take real quick, Mario Addison. Yeah. Wow. Look uh, fast. Man, did he look fast. And yeah. damn, does he have some wiggle. You know who it reminded me of as he's running down the field? They had that great shot of him boom, going like this. Um, Marvin Harrison. Oh, really? Yeah, didn't it to what you? What a comp. Because he's yeah. got kind of that same body type. Yeah, very and similar. Man, but and you know, I watched him in college a lot. And I liked him, but I thought Zay Flowers was going to be a better pro. But after watching him last night, man, he he looked he looked like a number one last night, that's for sure.
1: He looked very good. He looked very comfortable. I, I Could, loved a lot of the play designs, too, I think. Oh, another were, one. Yeah. Were very creative. You know, I think O'Connell called probably one of the best games of the year so far. Um, it just seemed like they, they really had a good feel when San Francisco was going to pressure, when to take advantage of it with some of their screen games. Uh, Kirk Cousins, of course, you know, throwing it aggressively down the field and just staying in there in the pocket, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, Brennan Powell, TJ Hawkinson, I think both played extremely well, too. And really, and even K.J. Osborne had a few catches that were really good that, uh, you know, his long of 18 uh, that was over the middle where he made the diving catch. That was a phenomenal play. So the Minnesota receiving core, I think, really performed extremely well. Really did. Want Minnesota to run the football a little bit more. I think, like, if they can just develop a little bit more of a run game, you know, with Cam Anchor, uh, Akers and Madison, they they really can be a, a tough team to beat as they kind of find their way through this season. I know it's a, it's an uphill battle for them to make the playoffs, but their division's hey, a little soft, so I know. feel like they're yeah. capable of doing it.
0: Yeah, you know, and then it's too – they, when they showed replays in the game, I'd go, oh, that was a really good throw, and I'd see the replay, wow, that was tight. Yeah. So many tight throws by Kirk Cousins at the end, the end of the third and in the fourth quarter – Man, he made a lot of tremendous throws. and um, Yeah, but it, my, my point is And this. good
1: power throws, too.
0: Power throws. You yeah, know, his to arm the really outside, looked-
1: over the middle, which you, know, you can tell. I, and we've been very high on Brock Purdy and what he's done this year. Uh, his arm looked a little fatigued last night, I thought. And, and the reason why I say that is there were certain throws that it seemed like his arm length got you know, we always discuss that 90 degree arm angle, it got beyond 90. And I feel like some of his throws got away from him because it was just too long and looping of motion. He dipped under a few throws too. Right. And, and that kind of concerns me a little bit because typically when you dip under it, that's like, you know, the, the length of your arm and not being able to drive through it enough because you're not connected enough. And, and we kind of saw the difference as far as the hierarchy of throwers last night. Kirk Cousins, wow. laser beams all over the field, very confident, tall in the pocket, compact motion, powering through throws. Brock Purdy on occasion just seemed like some of his throws got away from him, and, which is strange too because... They're in a dome. Great, great environment. Oh, yeah. And and I thought that was one of those things. I thought he would bounce back from the Cleveland game, be a little bit sharper, driving the football down the field, and just seems like uh, his arm still may not be totally 100% yet as far as being able to apply power. I think
0: he told Troy Aikman that, you know, I'm not back to where I was. Right. So he's an anticipation thrower. He's done it well. I'm going to go back, Minnesota's game plan, you're right. A lot of new plays that I saw from them. And that's hard to say yeah. because everybody copies everything. I just saw them doing some concepts I didn't know about. And the other one was by listening to the coach and the players and listening to the announcers, what they said, yeah. Minnesota had a lot of confidence in what they were going to do they last They totally night. did, yeah. So that, that really, after the game, I just went, wow, they really believed they were going to do this. Definitely. And, you know, Yes, every team thinks that. But no, I'm going next level. They really believed it. Yes. We can expose their pass defense. It reminded me of the game when Kansas City, was it last year? Last year. Yeah. Just tore them apart in San Francisco. And they had the answers, and it looked like, you know, Minnesota was doing the same thing. So, interesting game. Now we get to watch the 49ers as they go along and see what happens here. Can other teams take advantage of it? Like, um, Minnesota did, but um, that's my last thoughts on the game.
1: Yeah, and just two road trips in a row for the San Francisco 49ers kind of traveling across the country, so maybe that has to do with a little bit of the team being worn out. Uh, Injuries, of course, to Trent Williams and to uh, Debo Samuel, who did not play last night. I think that's always an important piece to their offense. And and that's where guys like Daniel Hunter, I think were extremely impactful in the game. Uh, Dean Lowry. I thought he had another phenomenal game, the defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. Jonathan Bullard uh, was very disruptive. Might not have showed up a lot on the stat sheet, but just feel like they were playing in the backfield. Very similar to Cleveland's defense was again, um, Harrison Smith, reminding everybody again that even though he's been in the league a long time is still a very capable safety made a lot of good pass deflections late in that football game too, especially against George Kittle, which I thought was a really fun matchup. And then Cameron Bynum two interceptions. The one was essentially thrown right to him earlier in the football game, but the one at the end to close out the game, that they kind of play. put him in a little spy position uh, where he was uh, essentially just reading Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy moved up in the pocket to his right and tried to throw it back across his body just slightly. And, uh, uh, Bynum just read the whole way, and Brock Purdy didn't see him. He, he jumped up there for the catch. So yeah, he well, played phenomenally well.
0: Nine tackles, two pass breakups, and two INTs on the night. When I saw the play, the replay of it, I can see why Brock Purdy threw it. Yeah. And it was a really – he was open, but, man, he was waiting. He just went around it and made that interception look really easy. That was um, a lot of impressive things. And, hey, you, you're right, Minnesota might not go to the playoffs, uh, but – Down the road, they're going to have some more upsets to these teams that have high expectations. Not saying they won't go to the playoffs, but they're going to be a pain to a lot of teams. Yeah, no doubt.
1: And, I mean, Daniil Hunter is – Yeah, he's still. He's unbelievable. Uh, (laughs) He's got nine sacks on the year, one forced fumble. I mean, he was all over the place, very disruptive. Uh, last night, and just you know, probably kind of maybe another sack or two that he just missed. Oh, he was and, awesome! And uh, you know, this is a dude that's playing on a on a one year contract, looking to get paid, and he is playing like he is deserving
0: of that. I said that was the last of my thoughts of the game. It's not. <laughs> Go ahead. yeah. Defensive linemen can have great impact on games and have zero stats. Right. So that's always misleading. You yeah. know, when when I see that. So and, and Brian Flores. I think you well caught, that's the, think it, think that you it a great football game why does that match when you got a good offense that can throw and do what they do you don't want the defense out there playing we're going to give you a little soft pass we're going right. to no be aggressive why so we keep the pace of the game going yeah don't let the other team just eat up the clock and what happened last night I think to the 49ers a little I'm not sure you you're great on looking everything up and knowing. Did the 49ers have the ball just three times in the first half?
1: I believe so. Let me check really quickly. But I think they only had three possessions. Three to, possessions. Uh, in but the it, first it, half.
0: If they had four, I don't care. You know, it's still the same thing. It just shows yeah, you three possessions that the Minnesota offense, what they were doing, and they linked in the game for their team and shortened it for the other team instead of the other way around. If you're playing a soft defense, let letting everybody pick you apart and move the ball at a slow pace. So, yeah, and the first two possessions, the one was a fumble by Christian McCaffrey. Right. The second one was the missed field goal by Moody.
1: Uh, it, the second possession of the game was a f- missed field goal. And it really, uh, again, the other takeaway from this football game is that Minnesota, the ability to just slow down the San Francisco run game, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is clearly not 100%. Doesn't seem to have quite the same amount of juice. Uh, that he was running with earlier in the foo- uh, earlier in the football season and uh, he had 15 carries for 45 yards. his long was nine and that is something that typically I feel like the San Francisco 49ers their whole offense revolves around those explosive run plays that they had. It was good to see George Kittle get involved in the pass game a little bit more. I think he needs to uh, to kind of find his way. I'm curious to see if Kyle kind of goes back to some of those like up tempo, uh, plays every now and then, boots and nakeds instead of play action passes that we, you know, for whatever reason, haven't seen a ton of this season, like we did in years past. Well, that's and then good. Brandon Ayuk did a really good job again. Uh, so Brandon Ayuk to me is just one of those guys. He's, He's very great. underrated. But and, uh,
0: you know, they're expanding yeah. their offense, San Francisco. I mean, I, it's really awesome. It is. Yeah. They they have plays that come out every single week. Formations. They didn't move around as much last night. I'm sure a lot of it had to do with the road. But my last comment is we said, we're just going to hit this game real quick. And look where we're going. Yeah, with no doubt. Yeah. We're, <laughs> no, so we're already
1: 17 minutes we're, into we're it. We're behind schedule. But it's all right. That's, no, it's good. We love but, you football know, it. Just, this
0: is what happens. Yeah. No, it's good. We were just said, well, let's talk about that game real quick because yeah. we want to get to the main game that we were watching and we saw um, on Sunday night. And, uh, so
1: one of the games that we picked a week ago, yeah. I went 0 and 2 last week. You yeah. went 2 and 0. You did really? great. Yeah, oh, okay. you're the expert here, no doubt.
0: But it's what still you, my what, show. What so. do you mean? I no, mean, okay. I'm the expert. <laughs> well, I can't but, uh, pick them on Sundays. I pick them wrong almost every week. But yeah. Well, you're you're doing I great, the great on the this giants. one. I had the Giants upsetting Washington. I did see that. Whatever yeah. if that's big or not, but it, hell yeah, it is. Well, it's yeah, big. Yeah, but it I'm big. just saying, it's not like stepping out there. Oh, I mean, who? How many people picked Minnesota last night? Oh, I mean, not too many. Not only just the win, most people said they won't even cover. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) yeah, If you're betting on football games, good luck. The football game that
1: we want to dive into now is the Miami Dolphins versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. And uh, thought this game was fascinating. Yeah. Give really me your first it.
0: overall thought on the game. Well,
1: my first overall thought is I think a lot of people on television were talking about how Philadelphia kind of dominated the game at times, which is like somewhat true. I yeah. think, you know, there mm-hmm. was moments where, yeah, it looked like they were in control of the game. They had the tempo of the game kind of in their hand. Yep. But when you rewatch the game, you're yep. going to notice a lot of plays wow. where Miami really had the upper hand schematically and just for whatever reason didn't execute at times and there was more missed opportunities for Miami that gives me hope that this team really isn't as far off as we may think because of the the, the opponents that they've played this year right you now
0: well I watched re-watched it like you and after it was over I was like wow I just didn't put it together as I was watching the game yeah that there were opportunities for For Miami, but you know, I'll say this Philadelphia, the opposite of the week before, took advantage of their opportunities. Yeah. And I thought their football team was what I kind of expected. They, even though the yardage running wasn't great, they still had a great influence on the game. And A.J. Brown being out there, and I just, it made me think of it again. A.J. Brown, when they traded for him, it changed their football team. And I talked about it many times last year, but it's just evident. What do you do? You blitz, you could be in big trouble. He is, you know, somebody to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah. But when they, it, it just gives a clear picture to Jalen Hurts all the time. Right. When I watched them last year, and I and I thought Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, I thought that was the best called game he had this year too, mm-hmm. because of the competition, what was at stake or not at stake, but you know that moment on a night game and all that. I thought they really managed their offense and the play calling very well.
1: The two biggest things for this Philadelphia Eagles team offensively, you know, of course, well, besides Jalen Hurts, we're going to remove him from the equation right now, but uh, it's not so much. A.J. Brown, he really is the difference of this team. It he is the heart and soul of that offense in so many ways with his ability to win one on one matchups, for him to break tackles. Uh, he's just an unbelievable presence out there in those situations, which allows the Eagles to be very patient as far as how they play their football game because of his ability to break tackles and win one-on-ones. Well, there
0: you go. Just just do this real quick. Minnesota's passing offense. Yeah. It's short passes sometimes, slot out, whatever, you know, underneath, little five-yard in cuts by the wide receivers, uh, some play action or whatever. Uh, they did throw one deep crosser. But it's, to me, just trying to make a point and then illustrate it more, very short to deep down the field. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what's so, I think, neat about their offense. Hitches, stop routes, which is a, a longer version of a stop. Uh, then
1: there's the, the short unders, unders that we see all the time. And then off of that, the double moves that I feel like everyone right. kind of knows eventually is coming. And it's almost like you're playing against Army or Air Force or Navy. You know, you just get kind of lulled to sleep with these short, simple passes. Then all of a sudden, he's running by you for the explosive play late in the football game. And the, the other point to go with A.J. Brown and his dominance on the outside, is the quarterback sneak. The quarterback sneak is the best football play that they run. And it really is the difference between them winning and losing in a lot of these football games. Oh, listen,
0: listen. I did this last year. I don't know. I'm going to say just for a number. Week eight, I did a kind of a thing on the show about the quarterback sneak. I said, well, this, this. And I said, and that quarterback sneak for them is a tremendous weapon. And it's really, and everybody just looked at me like, you're an idiot. And, and I just felt, well, and of course, as the year went on, not only were they running now, they don't even get away from it now. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen something off of it. Last year, I probably saw, I'm going to probably go over the top, say five or six different ways, you know, fake it, throw the ball out, fake it, you know, run, whatever, fake it, go outside. Well, we know
1: they have it. They have right? it. They think about these things. They have to. But it is hard to get to that because it keeps working.
0: it's, it's really, and it even looks better this year than it did last year. Yeah. And I did read a quote. Oh shoot. I don't, I wish I had it right here. Oh, I do have it. (laughs) Well, no, I don't. Jason Kelsey made a quote about it. Yeah. He goes, man, it's, it's awful. Or, you know, like this is rough. He goes, I go in there and I'm, listen, he's a groundhog. You know, he, he can get underneath everybody. And, you know, let me say this too. Jason Kelsey is a tremendous athlete.
1: Have you ever just athlete.
0: watched him run? Yeah. My God, he runs like a, you know, Their almost like a offensive fullback. offensive line is tremendous Actually, it, it, it really is. Yeah. And so the fact that he can do this where really no, no other center in the league can do it is phenomenal. But he just goes, I'm underneath there and everybody's on top of me. Yeah, You know, and I'm sure it's a little sarcasm and then have a little fun with it. But it must be rough. Can you imagine It has to
1: that? be. Because ha- defenses continue to get lower and lower as far as trying to like submarine them, get underneath them in, in their pad level. The contact of the line of scrimmage must be unbelievable.
0: Well, how many and, did they run last night or the other night, Sunday night? Uh, so they went front on fourth down
1: four occasions. Right. They got all four. So there were four, four for four in fourth down situations in that game. Three quarterback sneaks. They converted on all of them. And then the other fourth down was a fourth and three. Fourth and three. That the they throw. converted to A.J. Brown for a huge play right before half. That With, really was one of the biggest yeah, plays of the game. And it
0: was one of your routes you talked about, the little in. Five-yard yeah. in, and he caught it. And he's, Chris Collinsworth made a good point. He goes, I don't know who the weight coach is at Mississippi, but you need to hire him. <laughs> 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 because, man, him and D.K. Metcalf yeah. are the greatest-looking receivers in their uniforms probably in the NFL. But, yeah, the the going forward on fourth. In the fourth quarter, when they sent the punt team on, I and then I, what was it on, their own 25? Yep. Okay. Then you just go, well, Miami's catching a break. Yeah. That's the first thought I had. I can't believe it. Miami's catching a break. Then, of course, uh, I'll give them credit. They called the timeout, sent them back out there, got it, and and it was the difference in the game, I think. It really was the difference in the game. It and, is something. Wait. Just think about what you're saying. Yeah. The, the damn quarterback sneak. Is the difference in the game?
1: Yeah, it really is. And we'll, we'll. I'm gonna let's, let's kind of retrace and kind of go back to earlier in the game, and then we'll go back to that situation where we have a moment. But the first few possessions of the game, I think, were really interesting. So we have Philadelphia three play drive fumble by Jalen Hurts on third down. Miami did a fantastic job of covering down the field, collapsed the pocket, kept Jalen Hurts in the pocket, didn't allow him to escape vertically or on the outside, and and that caused the fumble, right? (laughs) That next drive for the Miami Dolphins, seven plays, one yard. They throw a touchdown pass, gets called back because of holding on the left guard. Good call. It was obvious, the holding. It was. It was a great designed play, though, for the touchdown over the middle. Beautiful throw. Who caught it? Uh, that was the Tyree kill. Right. So that one was called back. A little scene where he crosses the face of the, sa- the safety. So that's called back. It's 3-3 now. Okay. After the fumble and then the field goal... This is what's great about Philadelphia. A play drive where they just methodically move the football down the field. A play, 61 yards. They take four minutes off the field. They score a touchdown. So that's what's really cool about Jalen Hurts in this offense Yeah, is that even when they do things poorly or make mistakes, it seems like no matter what the next drive, they put something together, uh, or at least for the most part, reestablish control of the line of scrimmage and stay on the field. Very rarely do they go three and out continuously. Yeah. The other aspect of it, too, is that – Right before half, it's ten three. Right, ten three at this time. Uh, they cause the Miami Dolphins three and out. They punt the football. Right, the Philadelphia Eagles go on a twelve play drive, eighty yards. They take off six minutes and forty nine seconds off the clock. And in that drive alone, let's see, Jalen Hurts converted the fourth and three at the Miami thirty three. Right. That really to me was like one of the biggest plays of the game. It's fourth and three. Yep. They're at the 33 yard line. They decide to go for it. Jalen Hurts escapes out of the right side of the pocket. On the run, A.J. Brown runs the short end, like you said, extends and breaks vertical. Jalen Hurts throws it to him. It's ruled a touchdown immediately, but then it's recalled back to the one yard line. And then they run the quarterback sneak in from there. Right. Um, But that. Those few plays right there really were huge as far as the game because if Miami scores a touchdown in that situation, right now it's 17 14 at halftime because Miami did a really good job. A play, 72 yards the following drive, Ty- going right down through Tyreek Hill, a little go route down the left sideline. So
0: we'll, we'll talk about that a little that more. That was too. huge, that yeah. whole
1: turn of events there early in the game. It showed you that the separation between the two teams really wasn't as grand maybe as some people thought it was.
0: well, I think the one thing that you said is that when Jalen hurts on fourth and three got outside, Miami had the good rush going. they had him surrounded. yeah and then you know I'm not gonna call out names then somebody went for it and you just can't do that with Jalen hurts right Just stay trust they're covering guys pretty well down the field. I thought so, they were yeah yeah so let's yeah. let's you know well they covered him great on that play there was nobody open like you said. But just surround him and just keep compressing. And uh, they got away from that a few times. And look, you know, he is – hell, he looks bigger and stronger this year than he did last year, Jalen Hurts. So he's not going to be easy to bring down. So cover him and make him make a tough throw. That's what you want. But Miami was close. They went for the sack, missed it, and that's why he got outside to the right. And I'm sure when they watch it, like all teams do, they see all the mistakes they made rushing the passer all these other things running routes right they made mistakes that they think well if we play them again we have a a better chance than we thought probably yeah they definitely did and, and
1: then in the second half very early on and in the Miami's second possession six plays 43 yards this is the one though where they turn the ball over on downs right Uh, they throw to Tyreek Hill in a third and three over the middle, which was a very well-designed play. If they don't throw it to Tyreek for the touchdown, they're going to throw it to their tight end for a touchdown on the play. They did a great job of kind of splitting the two safety look there. They had it. It was the
0: second man through the outside. A lot of teams use it. Tanner Connor couldn't even find him on the list. He's a tight end from the practice squad. He was wide open for the touchdown, too.
1: And and the only – you know, this is what's unfortunate too for Miami. The 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 injuries on the offensive line absolutely played a factor. In yeah, it. it did, and that's why maybe probably wouldn't have had time to get to Connor if he really could have because the the pocket was bearing down on him. But still, the drop by Tyreek that would have at least got them down to the one yard line. Yeah, if not, he would have scored. Which you know, from what I've seen, he probably would have scored. Um, so they drop on the third down. The next play, it's the no-call on fourth and three. Tua tries to throw a back shoulder to Wilson. It's a, you know, the the defender grabs his face mask, pulls him. No-call on the play. The following drive... Uh, Philadelphia throws the pick six for a touchdown. Oh, that's right. So,
0: Jerome Baker gets it with a tip pass. Yes. So
1: that's where it's just kind of like really fascinating to me just how close Philadelphia was to really, I mean, excuse me, Miami was to recapturing momentum and kind of having the upper hand. Because the one thing that I will say about the Eagles is they're not a team that's designed to play from behind, they're a team that is designed to play. While they have the upper hand, while they have the ball control, while they can run and be patient and all that kind of stuff, I feel like they're just not a team that that wants to play from behind or really is designed no. for it to, to be aggressive playing from behind. So, you know, those those few plays, I feel like if they get switched, it's pretty unbelievable yeah. what the outcome of the game could yeah, have Yeah, they
0: were makeable, and I understand it. it yeah. It's true. I would just say this about Philadelphia. That is just so, when I watch them, I just really can't get over it. One, their offensive line, how it can truly dominate the game and win it for you. Yeah, That's hard to say about any line in the league in many years. But they're just – they just got, as you said, they got tremendous athletes on their offensive line. They got a great old line coach too. But the other thing is their defensive line. Yeah. You know, and you have to respect it big time. And I think Tua did, and I know Miami did. But, you know, there were some times he couldn't really – Get everything into the throw, Tua, because he was trying to protect himself a little, like when you fall back because you think you're going to get hit, right. so you have to. And some of the footballs weren't what we expect, so that's another thing. He brought up the point: Miami's offensive line a little beat up, but you know that seems to be the case for just about, about 20 teams. In the league. Yeah, I it, it s- is. You and know, and I, I was talking about this a little bit with everybody on our CBS show. Just man, they need to make another rule. We got to have more offensive linemen. Uh, in the game or on you know on the field so we have backups and have them trained a little more i right. don't know it's i don't have the answer how you quite do it but you got to make exceptions let them keep them and I, I don't know it just it just seems like there's just too many offensive lines in the league that are beat up can't protect their quarterback and then we don't really look into that yeah well oh, the quarterback's got to play better or this and that so no, I don't know I think it's
1: a good point I think it's definitely something that would be uh, I, I think maybe be like I said into. it, a lot of
0: people yeah. kind of agree you know it's like the third quarterback this year yeah oh my gosh we're gonna take a guy out well whatever you know I don't want to get into that either <laughs> yeah. yes. so you know and I want to go back to what you
1: said about the offensive line really quickly because we've already highlighted how great the the Eagles defensive line is too let's let's show the O-line some love here one of the things that I said to you was that the Miami Dolphins seemed to got out of their their pass lanes, pass rushing lanes too often in the game. They did. Which led to big plays. But then I thought about it, watched a few plays, and it's like, also, that's what's the beauty about the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, is that they have the ability and the athleticism to muddy it up in the front right. and to create these lanes for Jalen Hurts. You know, I don't know how many times I've seen, you know, certain stunts where they just kind of they smash them all together right in the middle <laughs> there. Right. And it's just it's a credit to really them yeah. being able to do that just as much as it is a mistake by the defensive line of of exposing that.
0: Well, you know, Matt, when you're running a stunt, if you get jacked up like they do to you. Yeah. Now you're right. And it puts gaping holes there for the quarterback to move. To run or to throw the football as he moves.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And then the other big play in the game was obviously Darius Slay's interception, uh, which was a really well, just an unbelievably well played by him. Oh, it's yeah, just unbelievable like, how how talented he was. The, Jalen Waddle runs a double move. He's running up the seam. Darius Slay kind of pushes him wider than I think he wanted to. And his ability to look back at the quarterback, knowing that the ball probably should be thrown relatively soon with safety help in the middle, right. does a great job peeling off of it and intercepting the pass that was designed to go to Mostert. If Tua throws it more aggressively and stronger, maybe Slade doesn't make a play on it, but he still would have been there because he
0: was reading Tua the whole way, which yeah, was that's unbelievable. Really a strange play for, by Miami. I mean, the two guys somewhat too close together down the field. But, man, that just played right into the hands of Darius Slay. And, look, you know, these defensive backs that have been in the league a certain amount of years with talent, uh, they're they're awesome. He's one of those guys. He's got great experience, still has tremendous talent, and he just – you know, he has a great feel for the game. That's what you want from DBs and especially safeties, too. You know, you want that. And that was the best thing
1: that I think the the Philadelphia Eagles did in their secondary in this game. They really did a great job, what it seemed like, of just disrupting – the the pass route lanes for yes. these receivers and it seemed like there was multiple plays whether it was on Philadelphia them I mean Miami themselves as far as not having proper spacing or it was Philadelphia just getting good hands on them and just rerouting them because there was multiple plays in the game where it seemed like receivers were stacked on top of each other. No, I think it was and Philly that did it. Yeah, it, yeah. So it just it seemed like a, a a muddy picture for Tua on multiple pass plays in the game, which led to uh, you know bad decisions or area incomplete passes. And um, you know, really, I guess to kind of cap this this thing off right here. The final drive of the game for, for the Philadelphia Eagles to go oh. for it on fourth and one from their own 25. Right. To have that, you know, whatever the analytics said, screw the analytics. I'm tired of hearing about analytics. You can't do <laughs> what the Philadelphia Eagles do. So that's where analytics is out of the window for them. You yeah. know, yeah. that QB sneak is unstoppable. It really is. So to go for it on fourth and one from your own 25 is ridiculous. And then to go for it on fourth and one from your own 37, literally four plays later, just shows you that this team has zero fear and Nick Sariani, you know, there's like a part of me that like hates him and loves him at the oh, same yeah, time. yeah, Cause I like, got that. Yeah. you know, his kind con- he's like, ah. Just go for it, you know? And I'm just like, ah, I hate it. You well, know, then they do it. And I'm just like, ah, I love it. If that was my coach, I would be all, all, it. Well, here for he it. is.
0: He just seen the one time, I think he was, he yeah. was walking down the sideline like he was a bird, like an eagle. And no I, doubt. He has got some personality, but you know And why? he's got
1: the personality of a Philadelphia fan. Well, he's, <laughs> you know? he's got the personality
0: that fits. All these veterans and everything yeah. they got in the city, and
1: of course yeah. the, city. And the city. We talk about it with players all the time. And, I mean, you and he's you know one of those guys, and that's where maybe me just growing up a Giants Jets fan, you know, primarily a Giants fan, oh, or listen. just like you know, I naturally you know just hate the Eagles a little bit. But uh I would say this: it's pretty cool
0: playing down there in the Vet Stadium. Of course, he had Reggie White. I mean, well, that was they had a front that's just like the one they got now Yeah. but some of the things the fans would say to me I just go that was really good <laughs> you, know, you couldn't help but just go damn that was creative yeah. and uh yeah it was it was a it fed into the team there is a really is a big energy in their stadium when they play for sure uh, you know i could even hear it on tv you could just the, the fans nobody leaves everybody's there they're loud and the team feeds off of it, and of course they got the guys that can back it up, and they have the coach. Uh, again, just going back to that situation, I just was shocked when he brought him off the field, yeah, to punt the ball. But then he, I don't know if he did it or somebody said, "Hey, coach, because time, you know, whatever," but he to uh, send him back out there, and yeah. I had no doubt. I, has the, has it ever been stopped? Have, have you ever watched him do that sneak and get stopped?
1: I don't I can't remember. Yeah, they they showed the stat too uh during the game. I want to oh, say shoot, that they have that. like a 97% success rate on it. It's well, something crazy. Go. It's like the highest ever in, as far as the QB sneaks in That's the modern awesome. era. So it's really crazy and but yeah, Nick Sariani, pretty awesome. You know, I I love to hate him.
0: And yeah, he's to good. love him. You well, know? That's, that, that tells you that, that tells you a lot. That yeah. means really you like him, no it's doubt. Just, yeah, I understand. <laughs> no, no doubt. There's we all have those. I'd feelings probably about be a lot very of people. similar
1: if I was a head coach. I'd be much more like him. So that's probably why, <laughs> you know. But uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. well,
0: don't worry, you are, and I, well, whatever. I want to explain why you are. Uh huh. Yeah, you're a pain. <laughs> we don't have enough time for that. Yes. But, uh All right. <laughs> what what else we got? We're gonna talk a little bit about um, Baltimore. Let's get into the Ravens. Yeah, the game was um, – Another game that we picked. I picked yeah, you <laughs> picked <laughs> Detroit. I
1: picked the Lions on the road.
0: I know. You, you, you know, going back to real, my last thing we didn't just say, and everybody has said it on TV in the last – I saw it this morning. I saw it yesterday. But it's – Philadelphia is the big team. Miami's is the smaller, faster team. Yeah. And everybody's, hey, the big team is, uh, you know, is the Bill Parcells, which I've already said on this show a couple times probably – Big people don't get smaller. Fast guys get slower. Well, Miami has a slow down. They were missing some. I don't a- know if I agree with that, actually. I'm I thought saying.
1: Raheem Mostert looked actually a little slow in the game compared to what we've seen. Yeah, and well, maybe that's the fact that now that they don't have Devon Achan, A-chan a- yeah. and the the ability to play two running backs. But I thought he was significantly slower. Jalen Waddell, with his back injury, back, played yeah. a little bit of a factor into the game, too. So, I don't know. This – well, we'll see. This could be an issue for them as they continue I'm to get I'm just go. talking
0: in the overall picture, right, you know, though. sometimes. And know. we're we're still in the not even to the middle of the season. But yeah. Yeah, Baltimore, Detroit. Wow. Wow, is right. Wow. I just my first thought was as I watched the game yesterday, just I went, Oh my gosh, the energy of Baltimore. Of course, they started well, fast, but they just kept it going until it was it's over. So let's just try to run out the game and get this over with. I mean, it was – and and then, of course, Detroit, you know, trying to salvage a little hope there, getting some extra yards. But the game was over. The crowd was done. The players were kind of done. They started playing safer or whatever. And uh, But that was what jumped out. They came out flying. And will all the people – you know, I just get tired of all these narratives. And I said it here, and I'll say it one more time. Oh, Finally, they're doing the offense for Lamar and all this I no, they've been doing it. It you know, I I have to tell you, Matt, <laughs> yeah. passing games yeah. are your pa- if you want to be the it just doesn't come together week 1. You know, it yeah. takes especially when you're making a transition like they are and it's been steady. I keep seeing the improvement, but oh, the the yardage and the numbers are not big enough. Right. Well, was that big enough? Was it was that good <laughs> yeah, enough? Yeah. Twenty one to twenty seven, three fifty seven, three touchdowns, and Detroit. I, I don't even know where to begin. I got I got to say this first. Baltimore, of course, is a big team, right? And their offensive line. Oh my god! And Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, he had the he he was Don Larson. He pitched a perfect game, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he man, he just it was unbelievable. He made some blocks in the game, and of course. As we do this, maybe we'll, you'll see a play as we talk about this. Lamar Jackson's quarterback keep on fourth and one, Right. the opening drive. Ronnie Stanley comes out, hits the defender. I'm just going to say I can't I picture it. On about the two-yard line, and the defender went through the end zone, past the end zone and down. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That just shows you what an athlete he is. And, of course, he's – What's the word for it? I don't like it. He's pissed off. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing like a good old lineman that gets really, really mad yeah. because they play great. But go ahead. What's your little start here when you talk about this game?
1: Well, the first thing that I felt like I noticed when you when you kind of look back at this football game, the plays that were made, the downfield passing by Lamar in the receiving core was, was phenomenal. Right. It really was. His ability to throw the football down the field was very evident. They had well designed football plays. The first drive of the game, they hit Zay Flowers on a big one over the middle for 46 yards. Zay Flowers o- almost took it to the house for a score. Like, he just, dude, is a game changer with how explosive and how fast he is moving the right. football. Odell Beckham had a few catches. He seems to be getting more in game shape finally. He was angry, uh, right? He was angry. Oh, my God. The way that he plays, too, like, all these guys, they're finding. Like, the reason why we like the Lions is because they're finding guys that, that kind of are the city of Detroit, their coaching staff, the management, you know, right. like they all kind of have that same attitude and embodiment. The same thing goes, though, for the Baltimore Ravens. You just got Absolutely. a lot of guys that have ginormous chips on their shoulders, uh, canyons, and, and a lot of them, <laughs> uh, and, and onions uh, to go to Bill Rafferty again. But the, the Ravens, just from the word go, Yes, it it was crazy how much they dominated this football game and how easy they made it look. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that Lamar really was extremely accurate, throwing the football down the field. They were getting people open. Zay Flowers, Odell, like I mentioned, Bateman getting involved with it too. just multiple chunk plays routinely in this game. I think were the difference in it and then you add the creativity of his run game. Yes. The play to Gus Edwards where they did the little fake counter. Gus Edwards does like a delay and then slips out the back. Oh the creativity of that play, yes. unbelievable. He runs for eighty yards on that football play. So well, what just was it,
0: but as you I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. It's okay. Go ahead. But as you say that 80 yards, what's the Brian Coyle stat of the week?
1: Yeah, so the, the eighty yards was yes. Yeah, a so big part a big, of big it. part of it. It's but right. yeah, the Brian Coyle <laughs> stat of the week uh was Lamar Jackson uh had by his receivers 195 yards after catch the most of his career. Most of his career. Yeah. Okay. Pretty damn good. Yeah,
0: it is good. You Pretty know, damn and, good. and we'll we'll talk more about Lamar here, but also you just I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. But everything kind of jumped out. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr, I saw something there. I, I you know, I haven't re- I think I saw more in this game even though the numbers are not special. But just his attitude and the way he was running and, you know, he's an angry guy. I love all that. But the one that really got me, of course, Mark Andrews is always going to be there. He's not Travis Kelsey, but he's the version of the blocking, maybe not quite the other side of the receiving Travis. I don't know. Mark Andrews is really just knows how to play Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Is he just learning? You know, I think, and, and I, again, last night I heard it. They just so it takes a time to adjust to the NFL game as a wide receiver. And he's been hurt and all that, but man, does he look fast now. Yeah. Zay Flowers and him, the speed, and of course, Andrews. And you know, it, it's it, Rashad Bateman comes through like I just saw. It really caught my eye watching the game. It right. caught me. And if that comes through like that, then. Uh we're you know, hey look, Baltimore No, you're right though. If
1: a, the if the receiving core can continue to improve and build this rapport with their quarterback in this new offense, with Lamar's ability to extend plays with his legs, his ability to run in the low red zone area where he is the most effective more than any other quarterback, that's where the Baltimore Ravens are a very scary football team. So can Bateman, Nelson Aguilar, you know, can yeah. they can they be consistent throughout the year? as far as just being downfield threats in this passing game, because right. I think Mark Andrews does a little of everything. So yeah. not worried about him. Odell, I think, is going to be a really solid one-on-one type of guy, almost like A.J. Brown, where he can run the win those short routes and be a guaranteed catch because he's got phenomenal hands. Yes, Zay Flowers, home run threat every time he touches the football, no matter what the route is. Dude is going to be different. And, and really, the running game, uh, I was really excited about that too. too. Uh, Hill and Edwards, I thought, ran the ball extremely well. Absolutely. And it just, there's a lot to like right now about this Baltimore Ravens team. And they really are maybe three or four plays away from being undefeated currently. The Colts game, you know, Minshew pulled, you know, some shit out of his hat, you know, and basically got <laughs> them out of that game. Uh, and then the Pittsburgh game, that was something that we highlighted a few weeks ago, how I just thought too many drop passes and key yeah. moments. One of them was a touchdown uh, that really would have changed the game in the favor of the Baltimore Ravens. They were the better football team that game, and they really just let that one slip. But this team is dangerous, and the defense is really fun to watch. They got after the Detroit Lions in this one.
0: Yeah, they did. They got after them in many ways. The defense, you know, I, uh, one of my big, you know, as you do these overall thoughts before the year, I said, can Baltimore create a pass rush? Well, that was – first off, we talked about the team, the the mentality of the football team. Yeah. Who did they copy? Well, their coach. I mean, John Harbaugh. No come doubt. on. Yeah. He doesn't wake up one day in his life where he doesn't have an edge or something to get going on. <laughs> yeah. And that's the greatness of him. Yeah. It really is. I mean, their culture, it's driven by a lot of things. Ozzie Newsom was there. Now they got it going. Whatever. But it's, it's it's really him, too, just his attitude and how he – really, he loves his players. Yeah, he And does. that comes through when you hear him talk. And when you're down there, I covered many of their games, and I always loved their atmosphere when I would go down there just to practice, the camaraderie between all the players. That, that was awesome. But to go to their defense, now leading the NFL in sacks – Twenty-nine on the year. I mean, really, that that's incredible. The speed of their two linebackers, you know, Smith and and Patrick Queen, they're awesome. Yeah. You, you know, even their the Kyle Hamilton go in the first round, even him, he didn't hit the stat sheet, but you know, he's learned to play and he's having his moments. He, he
1: missed like two opportunities on tackles for loss and sacks in this game, but he was in the backfield around the line of scrimmage shows. They it's...
0: found his 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 What's it? was it, niche or niche? What do you call niche? it? Niche. I don't know.
1: This is where we need. For, this is where we should have paid attention. to This is where we school. need Florio. Yeah, know, to, to correct us from our Simsisms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, he just—he's that guy. Yeah. I'm I worried. I said, is he fast enough to be a really big time safety? Well, they're finding the role for him, and I think it's working really well. Yeah. You know. So. Um. No,
1: it's a great point. You're right because he, he, he doesn't really have a. a a real category as far as what he is. He's just a football player. Yeah. And they're taking advantage of him as being a great football player and using him at different passing, uh, pass rush type of opportunities. Uh, They had five sacks in this one. Kyle Van Noy, who they recently required off the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, that's right. Um, That is hilarious. He's got two sacks in this game. Um Matabuke, uh, yeah. Matabuke. Matabuke, excuse me. He had one. Owe had one. He looks like he's an Uh unbelievable, like, he just very dominant. Only had one sack, but just unbelievable plays as far as just pushing people uh, around the line of scrimmage. Well,
0: he's the guy that I was hoping that would be their number one pass rusher. Yeah.
1: You know, and, or, and, and he looks like he's going to yeah. be, you know, he looked really good in the football game. And I know he's coming off of injury, but he, he looked extremely athletic. He was all over the place. And then Arthur Milet had an, uh, a sack as well. They blitzed him off the edge on one of an obvious passing down situations. He did a phenomenal job getting to the backfield really quickly. Jared Goff didn't even see him coming. Um they acquired J- Jadavian Clowney this offseason. He's been a good factor for this football team and just yep. adding depth to that defensive line. Depth,
0: mess it up, guy. That's and Geno
1: Stone played extremely well, too. He had an interception on the day. He leads the league with four on the That's season. And uh, he also made a great play, too. Low red zone situation for the Detroit Lions. They were going for it on fourth down. They ran like a little screen pick play to throw it to the flat end from the one-yard line. Right. Geno Stone was all over it. Like, just got through with no problem. So, just... The the, the physicality, the football IQ, the extension of their head coach Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, everything. Yeah. Todd Munkin now this offense, the Baltimore Ravens are a really tough football team, and they're they're
0: yeah. they're in it. They're for real. I didn't pick them last year to go to the Super Bowl. I wanted to say yeah, I won't do it just because I but. Um, I, I I've always thought even this offseason said man if they get this together they're could be one of the best team whether well, they are one of the best teams in the NFL yeah and they're going to be a big time listen if they go to the Super Bowl I go oh, of course I can see that I, right. I definitely can let's do this real quick because I know we're going let's just talk about Lamar Jackson uh, and Jared Goff I'll say this about Lamar and I you know you teach many quarterbacks and a lot of them are big time and all that. You do it more. You, you invite me along when, you know, whatever. Uh, get I get to your point. Yeah, no. know. Come. The point yeah. is his motion <laughs> is so compact. And you look at a couple of those throws with touchdowns. There's people kind of close, and he can still – it's like he just – it's like this. Right. It's so compact. And it's powerful. And he spins the ball, it's so powerful? it's easy to, He's powerful. He's powerful. Who does that sound like? <laughs> yeah. Charles Barkley. Is it? It's <laughs> powerful. Yeah. yeah, powerful. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the, just that we know the running, his movement. Yeah, uh, that's all great. He buys time. I mean, God, the one with nine point some seconds for the touchdown. Come on, that was ridiculous. Yep. But uh, so he has it all. And look, you can tell he wants this passing game to really work. And he, I've never, he gets more upset at an incomplete pass than I've watched most quarterbacks too. He wants to hit. And he gets mad if he doesn't hit them all. Yeah, I mean he's completing over seventy percent of his passes. He's an
1: an ultimate competitor, and I love it too that he just you know he does wear his emotions on his sleeve. He's not afraid you know to just be himself, and it's natural. You know there was one throw early in the game too where he went to like his second or third read in the play, and he was kind of facing this direction, turned and saw Bateman over here to his right, and just turned his upper body aggressive and just
0: harpooned it. Another play, and
1: it was unbelievable how aggressive he threw that, and that's something that. Uh, it's exciting because we maybe haven't seen a lot of those plays, you know, from Lamar in past years, but that's the type of plays where if they can continue to do that kind of stuff, that's scary.
0: I'm not a genius, but I've always believed in that throwing of his. I saw it in college. Yeah. Tons of times, but real quick, the weather was windy. It did not affect Lamar at all. Yeah. Then Jared golf. And look, it wasn't going to matter if he was throwing the ball great or not, but he, did, he didn't handle the – it took him a while to adjust to the wind. For sure. And I thought around, you know, some part in the game, maybe the third quarter, late in the second half, uh, second quarter, he started getting the feel of the wind and the element or whatever it is and started throwing it better, but it was too late then.
1: Yeah, for sure. And similar to Brock Purdy, I just thought occasionally when I, when I watched some of Jared Goff's throws, just thought his arm angle got too long on too many of his he, throws. Yes. So the ball got away from him too many times. And, you know, with a little wind, if you're not throwing tight spirals – It's just going to make it even worse. So he threw a few that were kind of almost end over end at times, and it just tried to rear back, tight coverage, people bearing down on him, all that kind of stuff. I think played in a factor to it. Arm angle too long, and just a lot of footballs I think got away from him where typically uh, he's been a little bit more accurate this season. But it really didn't matter.
0: What's bad about that is you know it, and now your decision making changes because of that. But like I said, it did. He did make a rebound. Detroit's 5-2. and two. They put overall zero pressure on Lamar Jackson. So that's something I thought they would be able to maybe because yeah. they have gotten better up front. So we'll see how they rebound from it. But um, I'm, I'm not like, oh, I'm off the Detroit bandwagon or no. nothing like that. No. So we'll see how they do and where they go from here.
1: Yeah, I mean, the two best teams in that division by far, I think, right now are Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. So if these two teams, if the Minnesota can kind of figure out some of their stuff and just kind of play consistently like we've seen, they are capable of winning a lot of these games. Detroit, we already kind of know what they're capable of, too. So it'll be curious to see how that plays out in that division. I want to do real quick Go for ahead. you. Four Super Bowl teams. Yeah, that's easy. Right. Our four Super Bowl teams that we we both mutually agreed on.
0: Yeah, we did. It took us about one minute to do this. Yeah, Yeah, it was quick. And
1: this is just from this week. So, of course, this could could be a week-to-week who are our four favorites. But we know for sure the two, Kansas City and Philadelphia. right? Kansas City and Philadelphia, I think, are are the easiest ones to me. Kansas City's defense uh, has been unbelievable this season, making a lot of plays. Uh, talented on all three levels. Unfortunately, Nick Bolton dislocated his wrist. He's going to have surgery. He's out for six weeks. Yeah. So that's terrible news for them. So Dre uh, Tranquil will have to play more in his stead, which he's done well, but still not having
0: Nick Bolton will hurt. Yeah, they're deep at that position. So, they are, yeah. Yeah, so they'll be able to occur. Uh, Drew, Drew, Drew Tranquil. Yeah, what I say, Dre? Dre. Yeah, sorry, my yeah, fault. That's okay. Thank you.
1: Yeah, but um, you, you, and then Philadelphia, of course, as we know, who maybe isn't even playing their best brand of football yet, and still uh, kicking ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go back to Kansas City real quick. Go ahead. Twenty. I, I just. I, I might be wrong because it went longer. But at one time, Patrick Mahomes targeted Travis Kelsey twenty-seven times. Right. And he completed the pass 27 times. <laughs> no, no, come on. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, if it was against air, I'd miss one. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> but yeah, so you're right. So we got Kansas City. And what was your and next one? The other
1: two. Kansas City and Philly are our two.
0: Yeah. You know, we've already covered Philly enough. Yeah. Um,
1: the other two. Still going to keep San Francisco in that group right now. Sure. Even though the past two weeks have been rough on them. I still have faith in the overall team and who they are. The injuries are obviously a concern. Um, you know, even Greenlaw seemed to be hobbling throughout the game last night, too, which a was plays. a big concern. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he's a huge part of that defense that gets overlooked sometimes. And then the other team, the fourth team, is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. And, and from what we saw this last weekend and what we've seen in some of their other football games and just their steady growth as a football team, it's kind of hard to, to not keep them in that
0: top four. Sometimes you're impressed when a team loses. Yeah. And even if they do it like – so that's my thought process with Baltimore. They lost to Pittsburgh, but they had many chances to put the game away. Yeah. And, that. and they lost to Indianapolis. And Gardner Minshew had one of those, one of those days. Yeah. Man, he just had it. Everything right. he did turned to gold. And it was – he played really well. And they managed the game really well. And they found a way to win it, to, to beat Baltimore. But either one of those defeats, I didn't come away going, oh, Baltimore – I right. still believed, and it, again, it takes a while for your team to develop during the season. We're all too quick in judging. I fall in that category, too. Where, yeah, what we all it? do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't help it. No doubt. That's the NFL. Yeah. But we're showing that the talent of the teams is closer than we all believe. And right. We, oh, this team's going to kill them or I mean, whatever. Well, like I said, I thought that last night. I said, Minnesota has no chance. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Right away, I just kept going, Dang, they, they got to slow down here sooner or later, right? And uh, but so and there and that, listen, the great thing was their defense came through, not to go back in that game.
1: What about the other two teams? Who are your two sleeper teams outside of that group of four that we just mentioned? Who else would you say is in that next tier of Super Bowl contenders or sleepers right now?
0: Wow, getting to the playoffs. I, I can't even come up with one cause you caught me with this question. I tell you the team that scares me. <laughs> Talked about it last night, man. <laughs> no, but we didn't we didn't name the teams. Uh, the, yeah,
1: because the... we were trying to keep it a surprise for today. Oh, well you got me. I'm surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm saying like our reactions to it. Yeah. God, I I'm just gonna throw this one out there because Go ahead. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, they just I, I know. my yeah. gosh. They just are the angriest, never give up team I've ever watched. Right. And there they are. I go. Oh, the Rams going to beat them? I thought this would happen. I thought the Rams yeah. would find a way to do it. And as the game went on, you just go, "Uh oh, it's not going the way I thought." And the Steelers just find a way. They just have a lot of good athletes, and they're ferocious. And of course, I'm talking mostly about their defense. And they're ferocious. They really are. So that's just one. Give me who you got, and I'll see if I can. I'm going to go with back.
1: the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I'm going to. I'm going to throw Let's that see, out what? there. I. We started the season a little slow. A lot of people were concerned. You know, even even Jason Garrett kind of mentioned that, you know, hey, they went on a run last year. You know, maybe they're not as good as we thought. There's still some holes in the team. I don't know. The more that I watch them, the more that I have faith in this football team. There's a lot to like about them. You know, Oluokun is one of the best linebackers in the league. He's unbelievable. Oh, my unbelievable gosh. How
0: good was he? How
1: good he is. On that Thursday uh, night game. You know, the defensive line, I think, is good enough. There's enough depth. They do a lot of things well. They have been very good at causing turnovers in each and every one of their football games, and uh, the skill group
0: to yeah, me it's, is it's, one of the best
1: skill groups. Yeah, and the whole NFL and Trevor Lawrence to me is right on that edge of just kind of going into that next category of quarterbacks. Like, yeah. so I just there's a lot to like about this football team, and I like their look. Yeah. They're, they just, look, they're they look, big and fast. No doubt. They have a good look on the field. They look fast. You're right. They look strong. Trevor Lawrence, you know, he, even with his knee injury, still moved well, still threw the ball powerfully down the field, making good decisions. The skill group with Ingram, ETN, Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, Christian Kirk. I just it's, – it's a good group. I really well, like them a lot.
0: Yeah, you said right. Trevor Lawrence is um, – I think, you know, everybody, oh, we thought he was going to take a bigger step, all that stuff. I think he's played, you know, I just watch him. Uh, He really, you can see he's the leader of the team. That's probably one thing that I really like about him. I didn't ever saw it in college, but I'm seeing a personality come out uh, from him. And I think a lot of that has to do with Doug Peterson. I think he's throwing the football really well. Uh, He moves around really well. And I think they're just one of these teams look out. They're going to get hot or whatever, and they're going to start ramping it up and getting better and better yeah. I mean come on they dominated New Orleans in New Orleans and somehow New Orleans I'll give them credit they fought their way back in there and uh, you know I'm not gonna say they took their foot off the gas any of that stuff well uh, New
1: Orleans defense is is it's really good. good and the fact that they were able to move the ball the way that they did in certain points of that game to me was just very telling as far as it, it's hard to slow down Jacksonville's offense with just the the plethora of athletes that they have on that side of the football so that that's yeah. why you know for me they're they're a dangerous football team always by just yeah. Doug Peterson, of course, being able to draw it up and be creative, creative. each and every yeah. week. That's always a good thing. And answer. then the athleticism of just their skill group too to go along with it. And and oh. they seem to protect uh Trevor Lawrence, I think, pretty well.
0: Yeah. Uh, they're all they're all line. They did like I said, they have they, they got the size and they got enough speed where it's a great mixture for an NFL team yeah. where you can compete against anybody and not have a disadvantage. Let's do it real quick. We got a few don't we want to talk about uh a couple quarterbacks? Quarterbacks, maybe? let's do it. Yeah. Uh, let's start with uh, Tyson Bajit. Yes, sir. Okay, go ahead. Give us uh, your thoughts because you <laughs> you worked with him one day, which was really interesting. I came over and watched. Uh, it was fun to watch him, and I was impressed. But go ahead. What were your thoughts when you watched him?
1: Yeah. So we were introduced. Uh, there was a, a potential that he was going to be signing with Sports Stars, and Sports Stars introduced uh, the agency introduced Tyson to us, and as a potential, you know. Uh, signing with them, training with us for his Pro Day and the Combine. Tyson, I thought, was very impressive. I actually had him throwing with Kyle McCord on the same day, and I, I was really impressed by, one, his just his build. You know, he's, he's big, he's square, he's a good athlete. Yeah. He moves really well and very fluidly. He has a strong arm. And was able to, I think, with just like our coaching that we did in just that few, you know, um, well, actually, we were out there for probably about two and a half hours. But, yeah, it was you know, time. during that throw, he was able to improve with little coaching points and things as we went along, which to me is always like a great sign of a, of a really good quarterback or a yeah. talented quarterback that you can make those changes on the spot, on the field. And when, it yeah, was when, very impressive. When you
0: have talent and it's natural, whatever, yeah. when you can mimic Right. that it right away oh you want me to do this or whatever that's when you know you got somebody that has talent no you're right yeah you're right but go ahead you know my, my I'll give you my real quick capsule good athlete I his movement just watch him in these last two games I, you know I didn't see that. It's easy. It's fast. It's good. Saw it in the Senior Bowl. Yeah, you know, the Senior. Yeah, he, Senior
1: Bowl moved well. Moved well more more so than any other quarterback you're in right. that game. You're so right. and did it very well. And that was the first moment of him playing with other
0: guys that were of his same caliber. Since he's a Division two guy, didn't get drafted. You know who was coaching him in the Senior Bowl, right? Who's that? Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Yeah. So they got the seam. He doesn't get drafted. They get him. But my my only thought is just this. Moving, he threw the ball very well. He moved very well. And I never saw one football come out of his hand where he didn't have control of it. Yeah. And that was probably the most important thing. And the way they managed the game, I'm going to give those coaches a lot of credit. They managed the game very well. They didn't, put, they didn't just keep putting it on him, even though he's playing well. They right. ran it. And um, I think it was a quote. I don't know if it was or not, or I heard it. As they were giving the game plan, he goes, wait, don't cut it down. I got it. Let's yeah. mo- put it all in. Right. So that was pretty cool. He
1: played very confident. He was in complete control, it seemed like, the entire football really game. Uh, the moment was absolutely not too big for that young man. And uh, he finished the day with 21 of 29, 162 in a touchdown. He was sacked once. But you're right, just good decision-making, took what the defense gave him. Didn't force any throws. Deontay Foreman had a great game, 16 of 80 for 89 yards and two touchdowns. They they tried to, to be patient in the run game. And uh, dude looked natural. Dude belongs. And who then do they, Who do
0: they have this week? They uh, forgot. Uh, it's a night game.
1: Yeah, oh. I think they play uh, Sunday night football against the Chargers, I want to say. Yeah, it is. Very good. Yeah, good Chargers.
0: Chargers. So that'll be interesting. Chargers got some good pass rushers. See how he does out there. Yeah. Road game. Night game. More focus on him. They're going to build him up to to be Johnny United before this game. No doubt. And we'll see.
1: If he plays well again the next two weeks or so, it it might be bad news for Justin Fields where, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And the way that Tyson made the late game look easy in his first start, it it just – time might be running out for Justin Fields in Chicago, which is unfortunate because it seemed like when he got injured, he finally was starting to play a little bit better position and getting more comfortable. But, uh, you know, just again, not being out there. And if Tyson continues to look as comfortable as he does making decisions and throwing the football, the way that he did, the team clearly likes him and was excited for him. You know, after that football game, it's, it's going to be a tough situation for Chicago and and we'll see.
0: Let me just say it. Yeah, it's, really early i know no i know you know but let's just see how it goes and uh, it's it's the season is so much longer you're right and it can change from good to bad back to good all these things and uh, so you just never know the other one real quick you were you around him you know him pretty well just a real quick synopsis of tyrod taylor tyrod taylor two games in a row
1: played awesome yeah, played great. phenomenal. Yeah. Really did. 18 to 29, 279, two touchdowns. Waller, best game of the year, 7 for 98 and a touchdown. Tyrod threw a beautiful back shoulder throw to him down the middle right. uh versus Tampa 2. Phenomenal throw right in the back shoulder. Couldn't have placed it any better. Could uh, as Matt Castle used to say, "Hand it off, Tyrod." <laughs> um but it was a, a great performance. He <laughs> yeah, he would say it. You know, like if there was a good throw in practice because we were all on the Bills together. Yeah. And uh, you know, I got there when I was – I left the Jets, got there during OTAs. Uh, I practiced the next day. I threw a pass, and uh, I threw a great comeback. And all of a sudden, I hear Matt Castle goes, oh, hand it off. Uh, So Matt Castle was a great dude that way. That's funny. And he was very supportive of of all the quarterbacks in the room, which was really cool. But uh, Tyrod, (laughs) you know, just knows how to play the game, man. He really does. Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, uh, you know – definitely one of the best backups in the league by far. Not even close to me in my eyes. This guy is has starting quarterback potential. And, you know, there's a lot of football teams right now. If he was their starting quarterback, they'd be performing a lot better offensively. And I, I just, I don't know, I'm a big fan of Tyrod. I really got a lot of respect for him. And I think yeah. he's very talented and he's very underrated. And he's always been kind of one of those guys that has been maybe on a team that wasn't really uh, capable of being... You know, super talented, and he always had to do a great job of just making the team a little bit better than what they were.
0: Well, he's the – that was my little rant. Uh, I talked about it. If you're a good football team or you think – well, everybody thinks they're good before the season. He's right, yeah. But, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like Kansas City. They got Blaine Gabbard as a backup. Yeah. Uh, not He's not Mahomes, but he's big. He can run. He's got a really good arm. So you protected your franchise. Philadelphia, Marcus Mariota. I don't care what you think or any of that, but he's a really good backup. Yeah, you know because he's played, he's experienced, and he's got talent still. Right, and that's what you kind of want, and that's Tyrod Taylor, you know, big time. You know, Tyrod had his shot. He got really unfortunate with the Chargers, got that shot, you know. And yeah, we mentioned it a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, yeah no, that I mean, so that's long.
0: Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, he's he's a team player, and the Giants love him. And I don't know what's gonna happen this week, but he's played really well. And one of his specialties always besides moving around, he's got, you know, great feet, but he can just throw that, that long ball Nice and soft and layered. It's oh, he's, really
1: he's he's a very good deep ball thrower. He really is very That's talented. Probably has his phenomenal best. touch and feel for those. Absolutely yeah, it's his best trait. Yeah, his pocket movement has been really really impressive these really these last two weeks, which is necessary against that uh, with that Giants offensive line. And damn, did they look good in those legacy uniforms? I yeah, they did.
0: Lie. Uh, the logo in the middle of the field. Yeah. Was really cool. I've never seen that. Well, yeah. I guess they, they've done it before. They that have logo? done it before. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but we never did it when I was playing. It looked good.
1: But yeah. It, when you were, were playing, they had the, Meadowlands. the, that's right. Yeah. And then they had like the, yeah, the state, right. In, yeah. And the red circle and all that. Yeah, it was, ugly. it was really ugly, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> the legacy uniforms look great. Tyrod rod look cold as hell with that number two in those legacy uniforms. I wish they just kept those uniforms all year round. It's my favorite. Same with the Eagles too. keep the Kelly green. Yeah. Love cool. that look. Uh, but yeah, Tyrod played phenomenal. Can't say enough good things about him. And and yeah, we'll see. You know what happens as far as that situation goes. We won't dive into that too much. But just well, we'll no, see. we just
0: say this: Daniel Jones is not going to play until he's completely healthy. Then we'll talk about it yeah. or whatever if it, what they do. But you know that was look. They scored fourteen points. Uh, you know, somebody. Well, whatever. When they scored their first touchdown, that eclipsed their total for the year at home, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but yeah, it was a good win for the Giants. It was. Gives them spirit. We'll see what happens this week. But
1: the other quarterback that we're going to highlight is oh. Mac Jones. Best game of the year by oh. far yeah. 25 of 30, 272, and two touchdowns. And then let him down to the last drive of the game to win the game uh, through that little slant round to Kasiki. Uh, who has the worst celebration uh, dance in the history of the NFL? <laughs> but it's so it's so bad. It's good. It's gesicki. Um And uh, yeah, Mac Jones played played his best game you know uh, of the season by far. Really yeah. did a good job managing the football game. Good throws, and the New England Patriots just they just know how to play the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what it is. They just well
0: they've had some tough spots, but they have. Yeah, I thought and I said this was a game that I thought they could win for sure, even right. though we perceive Buffalo to be whatever. I don't know. I it, it, somebody would say are you worried about Buffalo and I would just say this. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Totally totally and concerned.
0: Just where what what are we selling? What's the Yes, we know Josh Allen's good, Stefan Diggs, but it just seems like that's it right, right. now. And, and the
1: injuries on defense are are crucial. Real. Yeah, yeah. They're huge. It the, limits the your ability to pass rush on defense. Too. Right.
0: When you, and it's just like an offense. When you limit the plays, it gets a little more constricted, and it's tougher. And that's Buffalo's defense right now. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But Mac Jones did play well. He actually got a little time to throw, which was, I think, different and unique for them. And it has to give them a little faith that now New England can go forward. And you know, you know, you got to have confidence. And yeah. it, it always can't. So they. they It was good enough for them to now they feel like it'll boost their confidence, make you feel better. And, you know, listen, you know confidence is a big deal. It is. And especially for quarterbacks and skilled people. So we'll see where it goes.
1: Yep. And Bill Belichick getting his 300th uh, win of his career, which is unbelievable to think that. He's won 300 NFL football games. It's just absolutely crazy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations to Bill Belichick and the Patriots on a really big win and a much-needed win, too, for a team that seemed to be just yeah. kind of out on their feet for the last few weeks. You know, it's, it's great for Belichick. It's great for Mac Jones. And, uh, you know, Belichick won't take too long in celebrating his 300 win in the, in the hey. post-game press conference. What do you think, Billy? He's like, oh, I don't, I'm not really worried about that right now. On oh, no, the no, no, next game. <laughs> yeah, you know, let, well,
0: two things. One— uh, I'll say this about Bill che- Bel- Bill Belichick. Damn, talk. And um, <laughs> I talked to him one offseason. I said, uh, what, you know, Coach, what about the free agency? What do you think? Oh, Sims, I love free agency, this and that. And I said, oh, okay. What about OTAs? Oh, you know, OTAs are the best because of I'm going, okay, what about – Training camp—it's hey, that's where you really find. I love training camp, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you know what? He's telling the truth. Yeah, he's honest. You know, yeah. it's it. But my other thought is next week, I'm hoping that we're gonna. As we talked about the game, you know, between Philadelphia and Miami, we'll be able to show you some of those plays, why it went right and why it went wrong. Yeah, I think that'll be really cool. So I want all the people that listen, watch, whatever, to. Pay attention next week. We'll, and we'll
1: watch, yeah, because you won't, listening you won't really probably get the, the full picture of it. Well, but.
0: yeah, if you're watching, I just want to say if you're <laughs> yeah. next week, if we have these plays, which I think are always cool because we see the game on TV, that's one thing, but when you watch the plays in a different look and you see the real truth, you go, wow. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's no amazing. Doubt. We're so. going to
1: try to get into more film stuff as we go. Uh, that's, that's it for the day. We're going to just make two picks here real quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Jacksonville versus Pittsburgh. 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 Okay, yeah. I'll go
0: with Jacksonville. Okay. Let's go, baby.
1: Giants, Jets.
0: Let me think. Who am I gonna take? <laughs> uh, Giants are hot. Jets are hotter. Okay. What? They they had a good off week. Is that what you're, you're talking damn about? Damn right. Oh, okay. Hey, well, oh, one and zero, oh, baby. I hear <laughs> Can't you. Can't lose during the off week. All right. Good. You were zero and two last week, so. <laughs> I feel good about my picks this week. Do you? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm going with the Jets. Okay, good. All right, that'll be fine. And you're going with the Jets, too. All right, great. You heard it here. Big Phil just picked the Jets. No, I didn't. Uh, That's it for us today. Uh, Yeah, Appreciate it again, as always. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Really appreciate it where you can see the video aspect of this. Uh, thank you to Believe, IMP Studios, for the setup here. Great studio. Uh, yep, yeah, the sound and everything. The, the Everything is just fantastic. So thank you so much. Yeah, like and subscribe. And uh, we'll be back next week, play. Yeah,
0: we will. You know what? I, gotta, I learned something today. I got to write bigger because I can't <laughs> read it as I'm sitting here. So I'll, I'll do a better job next week.
1: All right. Toodles, everybody.